is Sister Stacy, and welcome to our podcast. This is Broken for God's Glory Ministries and every Sunday morning we'll meet here for New Mercy's weekly starters as well as every Tuesday evening we'll meet here to discuss topics that the Christian can relate to, our daily struggles and ways in which we can overcome them. Join me here every Sunday and every Tuesday. God bless you. Hi guys, welcome to Rebuilding the Wall. This is our first episode under our new name. And no, we have not changed from Broken for God's Glory Ministries. We are just now giving each segment a name. So our Sunday morning program will remain the same. New Mercy's Weekly Starters. And our Tuesday program will be called Rebuilding the Walls. My name is Sister Stacy, and each week we will look at matters that relate to us as Christians and practical ways in which we can face them head on. Alright, I trust and hope that you are all doing well this week. We are reminded of Psalm 46, which tells us that even in the face of adversity, God is still our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I don't know how many of you saw a newsletter being circulated on social media where the Chinese government has now ordered for Christians to renounce their faith or they will lose their government assistance. Brothers and sisters, it is time for us to put away feelings and intellect and just get back to basics. There's a song that we used to sing back in the days. We need to get back to the basics of life. We really need to get back to basics and and back to the word of God. That is what is going to keep us in this season. And pray one for another because, trust me, prayer is really needed in this season. So this week we want to talk about being our brother's teacher. If you had tuned in on Sunday, you would have heard us talking about being our brother's keeper and restoring such a one. And today we want to talk about being our brother's teacher. And I know this is a ticklish topic as some person's personality may affect their desire to share or perhaps they have reached out to someone before and the person rejected their input or they just rather let people figure things out on their own. But whichever reason it may be or whatever reason it may be, this is definitely a discussion worth having. This brings me to the matter of mentorship. And whether or not this is something that we may need to employ or carry out more of within the body of Christ. Mentorship is a relationship in which a more experienced or more knowledgeable person helps to guide a less experienced or less knowledgeable person. The mentor may be older or younger than the person being mentored, but they must have a certain area of expertise. So right away we see that age is not a factor. It goes back to my level of expertise. As many may know, mentorship is widely used in the business world. Companies choose to capitalize on their human resource because developing their workers' talent actually contributes to the company's growth and bottom line. To get a feel of what is really happening in the different churches as it regards mentorship, I posted the question on my social media page and only one person responded. The responder said that they themselves have a mentor, someone from within their church, an older lady actually, but there is no structure within the church as to say persons are assigned to mentors. The person pointed out though that persons will generally work with others to help them to walk in or fulfill their calling. At this point, some may say that mentorship has no place in the church 
for whatever reason it may be but i wanted to know that mentorship has long been in existence and many leaders will tell you of the leaders that they sat under in their younger years to learn the ropes of their ministry or to learn the ropes of ministry and if we're really following the word of God, we will see that there are many instances of mentorship within the Bible. One of such instances is in 2 Kings 6. We learn about the sons of the prophets and the sons of the prophets were young prophets that were being mentored or equipped or taught by the older, more mature prophets to carry out their duties in the office of the prophetic. Before this, we saw where Jethro mentored Moses, Moses mentored Joshua, Eli mentored Samuel as well as even Jesus himself. He mentored the disciples. So this is not something that is new to the body of Christ. We just need to see more of it being done among the saints. Another great example and probably even more detailed is the relationship between Paul and Timothy. Their relationship can be found starting in the book of Acts as well as the first and second books of Timothy. I personally love the way that Stacey E. Hill author of the mentorship relationship and exploration of Paul as a loving mentor to Timothy and the application of this relationship to contemporary leadership challenges. I'm going to be posting that link in the description section. This is a mouthful. <laughs> the title of this paper alone is a mouthful. And even though it speaks more about the business aspect, I love the way that she explained the relationship and how you can use their relationship to apply to business and not just business but any corporation any organization it's very applicable and it can be applied to mentorship within our churches so in digging around online one person stated that mentorship can take the form of group mentorship where the leader of the church mentor different groups within the body or it can be on an individual level where the leader mentor is a member or it can be from member to member and we must remember that mentorship is not only used for equipping or helping someone to better their craft but it also helps when it comes to identifying and equipping a successor within the body of christ the first thing that we would want to do is to identify the person's calling their talents or their gifts in the case of finding a successor though stacy pointed out that we must first find the right person for the job she said that in finding a successor paul sought the right man for the job relying on the holy spirit so before we become mentor to anyone we have to rely on the leading of the holy spirit he will lead us both as mentees and as mentors in the right direction the next step is to equip the individual for the task so after identifying the individual's purpose calling or talent we must now equip them for the task at hand so in addition to selecting timothy as the right person for the job Paul also mentored Timothy by equipping him for the task of ministry. Business places usually use what we call employee training, especially during the probation period. That 90 days that you have to work so they see that you can do the job. Yes, so they call that employee training. And please note that it is believed that equipping should begin after a needs assessment is done. So this is to identify the person's area of weakness and if you feel as an individual that you may not be able to train the person effectively in a particular area, don't forget that you can guide the mentee elsewhere. So whether it be to encourage them to get formal training by way of a seminary or to work in a particular area where their skill sets match best so that they can be strengthened in that area as well as they can just provide them with materials, books, etc. that they can use to improve themselves. 
So the next step after we identify them is to equip them. After equipping the individual, it is now time for us to empower them for success. The word empower means to give someone power or authority to do something. As Timothy developed in his ministerial competencies under Paul's guidance and instruction, he became increasingly empowered to spread the gospel. Paul reminded Timothy of his call to the gospel and renewed his commitment to the mission-minded goals of the ministry. Stacy believed that leaders can empower their employees by including them in decision-making processes, allowing them to complete work assignments that are meaningful to them, providing them with opportunities to influence change in the organization, basically allowing them to have a voice. So after equipping the person, we give them opportunities to put into practice what they have learned. And no, we don't leave them high and dry during this period. We still provide support along the way. So the next step, so first we have find the right person or identify the person's skill set. Identify their calling, identify their purpose. After you've identified their calling and their purpose, you equip them for the task. After you have equipped them for the task, then you give them opportunities to put what they have learned to the test. And then we're now going to employ them for effectiveness. So Stacy wrote that once Paul recognized Timothy's empowered nature, he allowed Timothy to put his competencies to the test. Paul challenged Timothy's ministry skills by placing him at the head of the church in Ephesus, a congregation that had fallen ill with false teachings and heresies. Stacy also wrote that today's leaders can follow Paul's example of effective mentoring by challenging their employees to use their skills for personal and organizational effectiveness. Do you see how we can apply this to the church? So in this phase, we give the individual specific roles so that they can utilize and strengthen what they have learned. So let's look back at the steps again. We have identify, have equip, then we have empower, and then we have employ. So we identify the person's gifts, talents, their calling, their purpose, and the Holy Spirit will place that in our hearts. So it's not necessarily something that we're going to go out there and dig for. The Holy Spirit will place that in our hearts. After we identify the person's calling and purpose, we help to equip them so that they're able to fulfill their purpose. After equipping them, we empower them for success by giving them opportunities to use what they have learned. And after we have empowered them, we employ them. So we place them in positions that they can actually use what they have learned. And remember that the bottom line is to make more disciples, make more disciples, make more disciples. All right. So just by following these steps, we can see that it's not just about being called, then sent. It is a called, equip, empower, and employed process. And I want to add here that this process will take a long time for some, while for some persons, it will be like an overnight thing. So basically, mentorship helps with the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, the edifying of the body of Christ, and also to ensure that our ministries carry on. So I want to hear from you. Do you have a mentor other than Jesus Christ? And I say that because a lot of times people will say that the only teacher I need is the Holy Spirit, which is perfectly right. But you will also need human help along the way. All right. So what are your thoughts on mentorship within the church? And if this is a method that we should indeed use within the body of Christ. So God bless you. Keep safe. And I will see you on Sunday morning.